Made in Podcast. Stay tuned in, you don't want to miss it. Conversation that's so authentic. Come join right now. Let's go, let's get it. The Wade in Podcast, based in the UK, and we got it popping. Talking about issues and so many topics. Never hold back, we gotta be honest. Uh, talking out many scenarios and breaking down actions and the consequences. I admit it's getting intense with Wade hosting. You don't really want to miss it. The Wade in Podcast. The Wade in Podcast. Let's go. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome to episode 9 of the Waiting Podcast. Joining me live on Skype, we have that marathon man, Abbas. How you doing, my brother? How's things? How's life treating you? Uh, not very good, to be honest. I've had a bit of a corona scare over the weekend. Uh, so I've been, uh, uh, been bedridden for the last couple of days, but yeah. alhamdulillah. Um, feeling better now. I've got I've got a little mini story about it. So this weekend I was away. I took uh, the the kids and the missus. We went to the the space museum down at Leicester. Okay. So we're coming out of the space museum, and there's a whole like they're all stood on the main road with these signs. I can't see it at this point, and it's like one or two every two meters. Right, so I get to it's the going to be anti-vaxxers, isn't it? So I get to the traffic lights, <laughs> and I see the sign, and it says "hoot" or "honk your horn" if you support us, etc. So I'm going beep beep. Honk your horn if you hate vaccines. Yeah. Honk your horn. So I'm like, so anyway, I'm popping the horn, popping the horn and whatnot, and they're on their side, going, you know, all excited and whatnot. And I thought, no, Ben, don't you know I'm already 5G fucking enabled? I'm sharing all this information with the government, you fuckers. <laughs> right? And Bill Gates. So we're going down, and then there's like this... Famous lizard Bill Gates. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then there's this Pakistani guy <laughs> towards the back end of it. And we're papping our horn, and he sees us. So he wants to give us a newspaper. Oh, no. Anyway, I'm like, sack that. But then I have to stop at the red lights. Stop at the red lights. Oh, He's no. literally running across. I can see him in the, in the review mirror. He gets to the window... Can, can, can you can you confirm whether or not you were sweating at this point as he's approaching? I think you know, yeah. shit, yeah. He's gonna, sp- <laughs> and it's probably where my fucking delta might have come from. But anyway, I get, I get there, and uh, and I, I shouted something like, "Yeah, don't be giving our kids that fucking vaccine." And he's like, and he's looking at his son, he's looking at my son, and he says, "He goes, your dad's really clever, isn't he?" He goes, "What's yeah. your name, bro? What's your name?" I goes, "It's Wade." He goes. And he said the most weirdest thing. And he says, Do you play FIFA? And I was like, And I thought I didn't hear him right. So I goes, Say that again, bro. He goes, Do you play FIFA? You're any good at FIFA? And I'm like, What the fuck has that got to do with the price of sugar? Take your anti vaccine out of here. Anyway, as soon as I possibly could, you know, when you let go of the, uh, the brake and it. You didn't. You didn't give him your PSN then. I did not give him any details <laughs> other than other than our Patreon. And he is now a homie. Shout out to him. <laughs> All donations are welcome, even from anti-vaxxers. <laughs> God. So you, as soon as you lift off the brake, gone. So the the engine restarts, does it? So then he yep. quickly moved back, thinking it was gonna go. He looked up. It was still a red light. As he started to come forward, it goes amber, boom, foot down. Let me just get out of here, right? Anyway, long story short, that was on Saturday. Mm. And so today, 
I'm, I'm not feeling 100% myself. And I wasn't sure, was be, is it because, you know, we were in Leicester. We know Leicester is a major, major incoming hub for the Delta variant. <laughs> 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 I'm just saying. Why might that be, my friend? You know, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Why might that be? You know, it's, uh, it's you know, the, the, the home of Delta in the UK. As some might say, we do not support <laughs> any type of, you know, racism or any kind of racist humour. <laughs> but it may be true, that's all I'm saying. Allegedly. You know, I can say that, can't I? Anyway, so that's where we are with that. So, um, yeah, so, going on to my first question. Firstly... Is there a place, is there an option, or should there be an option to remain unvaccinated? And is there a platform for these people to have a voice? Hmm. I mean, I'm trying not to, like, cloud my own judgment of the situation with, you know my response to your question i think i think there obviously has to be a place because we are a freedom loving society so-called that's what everyone keeps okay. banging on about um it's why you know restrictions have been eased prematurely on various occasions in this country because the tories keep banging on about the fact that we're a freedom loving society so i think there has to be a place for that um my only my only caveat to that would be that that should only really apply in circumstances where the vaccine is so new okay no one expected the vaccine to be produced in the time scale in which it was it was unprecedented it was you know i think they were estimating something like five to ten years or something that it would take to make yeah. a proper efficient yeah effective course, yeah, yeah. vaccine um so to do it in under a year was a phenomenal achievement um so i think at the time you know for the time being yeah i think you know you that there should be um the ability to opt out if that's what you so wish but then i you know th that leads me on to other things like social restrictions on people or you know i i'm i'm very much in favor of like vaccine passports effectively okay um having to kind of prove that you you know if again this is up to businesses if businesses want to have you know if a restaurant say says you must have vaccine passports to come here some consumers might choose that that you know might decide that that's the place that they want to go because that's what's going to make them feel safest and most comfortable when eating out other businesses might choose not to but what about the um, lack of clarity i mean are they going to have a sign outside that makes that stipulates that you've already tracked there if you're already inside the restaurant and you've not been vaccinated is that not the same thing um well it, it's not because you can kind of and also is that not stifling your choice shouldn't there be legislature so that it applies to everybody or nobody you no, because then you're taking away the choice from the individual so in my scenario like 
I think it should be down to the businesses to decide what they want to do yeah. and down to the individuals to do what they want to do. And then ultimately people can decide what they want based on risk and you know other opportunities as well. So they can take those factors into account when deciding, do I want to have the vaccine because it's going to mean that I can go down and have my Nando's because Nando's will turn me away otherwise. You know what I mean? So like, or, you know, th th those types of incentives. Have to where, be where do you draw the line then? <clears throat> so, okay, that's COVID related. Anything else yeah. health related that this would also apply to in the future? Well, no, um, I can see where you're going with what you're saying, but no, because at the end of the day, this is a highly contagious, deadly disease. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, people to stop catching it, we all have to stay at home. Yeah. Right. Yep. Social so, distance. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So to get people out and about and feel safe out, the only way that you can do that is by having these types of conditions in play. So, for example, you know, if I were to, I've not been to the cinema since COVID hit. Yeah. Because I don't feel comfortable. But if they had a requirement to maintain social distancing and let only the vaccinated in. I think I'd be a bit more comfortable about going to the cinema. But you, surely you're going against the argument of the freedom of choice. That that There's no freedom then, is it? You are being well, effectively is. forced into it's... taking it if you want to enjoy anything that this country provides. No, because you're, you're assuming that all businesses will say, yeah, we're all we're all pro vaccine. We all want, you know, we all want the vaccinated to come here. The unvaccinated stay at home. That's that's the assumption you're making there. All right. So am I right in saying then that you're assuming that only 50% or less will take up? Let's just go with the worst case scenario that they do take this up, right? The yeah. jobs that would normally be... The anti-vaxxers are probably, you know, <laughs> lower league supporters. Wow. <laughs> lower league supporters. You know what I mean? Right? You. No, no, I'm just taking the piss. Mushy, I'm taking the mushy, piss, right? You're, you're supposed to be out there. The people. No, I'm, I'm, I'm taking the piss. Obviously, we've got to have a bit of, you know, a bit of humour on the podcast. We are lads. <laughs> But you get my point, right? They're, they're gonna be they're gonna be your normal working class Joes that are gonna want to enjoy some of these things, and if you can't access the cinema or I don't know Nando's or um, other restaurants are available, or anything else, you can't fly out, you can't travel. What what are you doing then? What what freedom is there left for you to enjoy, other than you know watching fucking Amazon Prime at home? Well. Again, you're kind of drawing the example to the extreme, aren't you, to prove your point, which is that it's a complete restriction on freedom. No, by but, but you've got to accept that there's a definition of it is a restriction of freedom. Even if only one shop did it, it it's is. still a yeah, restriction. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah, it is. No, I, I accept that. But at the end of the day, people ultimately, you know, businesses have got to make decisions that they think suit them, right? Um, and... You know, so for example, <laughs> if they want to take these travel restrictions away, there might be planes that say only vaccinated passengers can travel on our planes and unvaccinated passengers get on your easy jet. Yeah. <laughs> Other <laughs> airliners <laughs> are available. <laughs> I'll get on my I'll get on my Etihad plane, you get on that easy jet, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Ryanair. Um, 
Yeah. <laughs> well, that Ryanair guy is an absolute tosser. <laughs> in uh, way, of um, so he's the kind of guy that probably would be all for, you know, let's get all the unvaccinated on yeah. here. Let's go touring around the world. Um, but no, on a serious note, I think ultimately there has to be some cost, though, hasn't there? Like, if you want to maintain that freedom, you also, you can't just be completely uninhibited. There's always some cost to a decision that you make. So people who take the vaccine are taking a risk, aren't they? That could be, you know, uh, you know uh, there's, there's some associated, you know, potential health risks. Uh, but not only that, is you know it is it, it's, it's uh, I mean it, it's a fairly well kind of peer-reviewed vaccine uh, not that I know anything about peer-reviewing or science or anything yeah, like yeah, that yeah. but what I'm led to believe is is that the science is pretty solid behind it uh, and there's a lot of fake news spread about it um, well, why don't the government incentivize rather than create issues like for example next say uh, you have to be vaccinated to come in and the next door says they don't, right? which obviously staff are then going to have to enforce it, right? The police are not going to be able to get around everywhere in order to enforce it. Why not mm. a simple incentive? The government could do that. Like what? Well, like, for example, in order to, you know, really make use of these establishments, there could be discounts. They could offer incentives or the businesses could offer incentives. Yeah, I mean, you've taken a risk on your life to get 5G enabled and provide us with data. Here's what you get. Jab out to help out. Exactly. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? No, it's a serious thing, right? So then there's an incentive, there's a reason for even the the staunch anti-vaxxers to think twice maybe about it. No, but that's what the restrictions are as well though, right? They're incentives. It's all about push and pull. But the only thing I think about with the passport aspect is unless it's legislated across the board, you walk out of Las Hernandos, who, who would probably bring something like that in. <laughs> you come out of there, whether you get on a bus or you do something else, unless they are the same, you're mingling. You're, you're straight back to square one again. Mm. And, and I just think for that one hour whilst you're in the restaurant, you might be safe or not spreading or not receiving everything else around you still continues as normal right mm. i don't know i don't know but it's it, i mean it's a really tricky one and obviously you know that's why the government have struggled i mean there's no one size fits all approach um yeah i mean you are right it does make sense as in you know there needs to be some element of consistency across the board to yeah. ensure that you know the vaccine um, sorry the virus is you know, transmission rates are kept very, very low. I, I just think that with this case, this right. is so big. It needs uh, the full nation to get behind it effectively, right? Everybody's yeah. got to be in it together. But, but the thing is... The, that's not a Tory true. slogan, is it? It, it <laughs> is. It We're all in it together. Yeah. Hey! <laughs> that, that's the story, Prime Minister, that you had a little bit of a thing for me, old cobbler. What, old Bojo? DC. Oh, have you got a thing for Bojo? Yeah, what are you saying? <laughs> It's, it's uh, your man DC's slogan, that, isn't it? David Cameron? Yeah, DC and Geo, your boys. <laughs> There's only one boy I got and his name is JC. BS, that is, Mucker. That's BS. He's the greatest of all time, your cobbler. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I've lost my train of thought now. Too much, too much laddish banter going on. <laughs> too much laddish banter, right. <laughs> 
But effectively, what? So moving moving on it on from there. So I guess if the point comes back, we'll come back to it. Mm. Is you agree that there's a platform for these people, but there's a larger social impact, and now the big debate is about whether or not children. So I think they were stipulating twelve to fifteen at this point, mm. whether or not they should be vaccinated. And obviously, there's a, a large protest going on to say no. We know that there's going to be a, a bigger impact at school. There's going to be a lot of spreading, etc., coming along. It creates such a fucking problem. In those instances, should they get a say, or should it be legislated for children, or anybody under the age of eighteen? Let Let me start by flipping this, okay, and asking you, as the father of, you yeah. know. I mean, I don't think he's anywhere near 12, but, um, Since, you know, yeah. If, yeah, if if he was, you know, in that age range, how would you feel about getting vaccinated? Well, I'm, I'm pro-vaccination, right? So for me, it's quite straightforward. If there are chances where you can help yourself to stay well, to stay healthy, and the risks are minimal, right, then you should do it. It's just common sense to do it in my opinion mm. i mean it, but, but what about covid specifically even because COVID, we've yeah. All, yeah because we've all had the what was it meningitis jab mm -hmm. did we have that as kids yeah, yeah tb and all the rest of it yeah. yeah 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 so we you we've had those vaccines as children um and obviously alhamdulillah like touch wood i don't think i don't think i've had any adverse consequences as a result of it uh, you might tell me different. Um, well, there have been people, there have been vaccinations which have led to complications, right? Yeah, but vaccinations always carry like a very minimal risk. So that will be a very, very tiny yeah. minority yeah. of people. Like, for example, the whole AstraZeneca blood clot thing that got completely blown out of proportion. That, so um, there was a stat. I read and I don't remember it off the top of my head, but um, it was something like you know the female contraceptive pill that women take very regularly. That carried more of a risk, a higher risk yeah. of blood clotting than the AstraZeneca vaccine. Yeah. And people were making this big deal about the AstraZeneca vaccine and blood clotting and the risk and the threat to your you know your life when obviously this the the, the 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 pill isn't something essential it's not gonna you know potentially well it might save your life i don't know um but i didn't know you're an expert on the women's pill now your cover no i'm i just remember <laughs> yeah that. no no i agree with you i agree it, with you it really stuck in my mind yeah. because i was like hang on a second the media narrative is one thing but yet if you actually compare it with something you know that is seen as a lot more trivial a lot you know it's taken so regularly by people and yet you know there was, that carries a greater risk so, so and there's no and nobody bats an eyelid about it is what the point that i'm making there, there was a guy that i was talking to and, oh, and he used <laughs> was this was this another one of these guys at this protest <laughs> yeah it was funny enough <laughs> and, actually. And, yeah it was yeah <laughs> and, and his his example was and I'm paraphrasing here, but it was something to the effect of, let's just say you've got uh, a, a bowl of sweets or something like that, right? Yeah. And one of them, there's a hundred sweets, one of them could kill you. Yeah. 
maybe one of them might save your life and the other 98 would pretty much maybe make things a little bit better, maybe not, but effectively they're going to have little to no impact in the future. So by that, what I think what he was trying to refer to is that most people will get COVID and be fine. You just stick it out, you're going to be fine, right? And a small percentage is going so, to save so their COVID, lives. So, so, so COVID the sweets or the vaccines the sweets? Let me just clarify. Yeah, so, so I believe that the, the vaccine is the sweets, right? Okay. Okay. In this example. Okay. I'm paraphrasing because obviously I was in a bit of a rush and I was a bit flustered trying to get away. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> but referred to it as something like so, that, right? I was hoping you'd get capture it on, uh, you know, on your camera. Me on I should have done me on camera. I really should have done. Some infield interviews. I might have to go back once the data wears <laughs> off. Uh, yeah, so effectively, like, so if we use it in the real terms, most people will get COVID and be absolutely fine. They'll just kind of struggle through it. A small percentage, that vaccination will effectively save their life. And uh, obviously a minute percentage, it will possibly kill them. And he said, if this was any other instance and you were going to stick your hand in there and try one of these, would you? And that's my question to you. Would you? Might, don't think about COVID now. Just think about it as whether it's a bowl of sweets or any other kind no, of issue that's going on. No, because that, that's, that's really, really stupid to say just think of it as a bowl of sweets because you're completely removing the context. The context is... No, but, but, but that's the, the question. Pandemic. So the question is, is if we take it out... No, but, but what their, okay, what their okay. point is, is that there's so much no, hype around COVID. No is the answer. But no is the answer. Yeah, exactly, right? But what they point, they, what his point was is that there's so much hype around COVID mm. that it's we are being led to be shit scared of it and that we're making decisions on the back of that. So going on... Actually, this, this, this sounds like a guy who voted Brexit because he thought the horror stories that we're now living through was Project Fear, me all mucker. No, no, I agree. So, I, I completely agree. We know he's a knob, right? We know he hasn't got a clue. <laughs> We know that Brexiteers haven't got a fucking clue. But the, the point is, is that they're making an argument which people believe through and through. Do you know what I mean? And unless we have some kind of discourse about it, at least maybe to try and break it down and just make them see just how sucking ridiculous it is. Especially when it comes to children, right? So going back to the thing about children, mm. children must be protected. Mm. But their point is, is that they are in a a group which even by the own government's statistics are pretty much a safe group. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So apart, is there even a need? The fact, I mean, have we seen what's going on in Scotland after schools went back? Yeah. I mean, they went bonkers even last time, didn't they? When they were going in. I know I've had letters come back from the school to say, right, there's been a case. Everybody's got to go home. No, yeah, so, so basically, like, the pandemic has just completely sh lifted off in Scotland. Yeah. Um, it's like the worst it's been, I think. Oh, right. Since the start of the pandemic in terms of numbers, I think. I, I can't remember the exact. Uh, I remember seeing the headline and thinking, wow. Yeah. Uh, let me see if I can pull it up so that. But it was. It basically kind of coincided with uh, the return of schools. Uh, let me, sorry about this. But I think it's important to highlight, which is why I'm massively in favour of. Um, children getting the vaccine, you know, 12 to 15 year olds. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, there we go. So, last week, 
COVID in Scotland, return of schools, fueling record case numbers. Scotland's record number of COVID cases is partly being fueled by the return of schools after the summer holidays, the Deputy First Minister has said. John Swinney said that the data showed that high numbers of young people had tested positive in recent days. And he said that the case for secondary um, pupils continued to wear face masks in school was growing even stronger. Um, yeah. I didn't like wearing it. When I was most recently in Scotland, I didn't like having to wear the mask. It was still mandatory in Scotland. Okay. Uh, and I, I believe they left it open to the businesses. Okay. So I think when I was there over the weekend, it was still mandatory. When it hit Monday, it was no longer mandatory, but it was up to the businesses. And almost every place that I went into said you had to wear it. But coming from England where we didn't, it was a pain in the ass. I, I didn't like it. I, I didn't like the masks. And I just think it's so e so much easier to get people vaccinated. Mm. And th the, the problem with the legislature aspect of it is forcing people. And that's where I kind of draw the line. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but, but the I thing don't is, one thing that I think is a really good thing about that is the fact that it is across the board. So, for example... I nip up to my local Tesco's and nowadays it's probably about 30% of the people that have got masks on mm. and the rest haven't and I just think like and I'm, I'm one of the 30% I'll keep a mask on if I go inside into a shop most of the time like rarely like if I've left back the house without a mask and forgotten then it, you'll just use your own going with that no then I'll obviously just go in and just yeah. get what I need to um but, yeah, use your hand. What a guy. Um, <laughs> it, reminds, my breath. it reminds me of four lions. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? When he covers his beard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, or shakes his head. Um, yeah. So I, I just think, for me, I feel uncomfortable. Because I'm like, I feel like a mug with my mask on right now. Yeah. And if anything, it... it, it it, it disincentivizes people wearing masks as you think, yeah. hang on a second, 70% of people aren't wearing masks here, yep, so yep. why the hell should I wear one? So if it's mandatory, then you've all got to suck and wear one. And if anything, it means that you're all safer. It might be a pain in the ass, but at the end of the day, everyone's safety is going But you to say safe. that for the mask, but you're not prepared to say that for the vaccine itself. I mean, I, I'm I'm in favour of getting everyone vaccinated, but compulsory. I'm in favour of compulsory vaccination with me old cobbler. No, no, I mean, you can be in favour of it. I, I I just think when 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 that line's been drawn by the state, this is what we're going to do. It's going to be compulsory. Let's mm. say it did go tits up. Let's say that minute percentage of blood clots turned out to be worse. What then? Uh, well, then it goes back on the state, doesn't it? Well, not for those that are dead. Well, I mean, it's a fair point, but at the end of the day, there has to be some level of responsibility put on the government to take these decisions on behalf Agreed. of the public. Yep. It's why it's why they're the government. But would you trust <laughs> this government? Access. Because I would do it, if it was my boy JC, I would do it in a heartbeat. Because I would you'd know. Be, you'd, be, you'd be giving you some of that Russian vaccine. 
<laughs> I know his vaccine would be absolutely pure. <laughs> It'd be the good stuff, you know what I mean? Like the Pablo Escobar kind of stuff. <laughs> what, was, what, was the, what was the Russian vaccine called? I can't remember. It was called somewhere like Kremlin vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I see. Hang on, I'll Google it. No, <laughs> Sputnik Vax or something, wasn't it? Yeah, Sputnik 5. Yeah, that's it. Some, something like that. <laughs> what did you say? Russian vaccine? Kremlin, Kremlin, Kremlin. vaccine. <laughs> KGB vaccine. Novichok. We should be uh, like that. Yeah, we, no, no, we love the Russians. We love the Russians. Especially Ivan Drago. He was class. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from the Rocky, Rocky pants. Yeah. Out of it. yeah. <laughs> In front of his home crowd. But to think that Rocky brought together the world, he ended the Cold War effectively. I mean, what a guy! It was it was Rocky. The the the, the Iron Curtain fell after Rocky battered Drago. Yeah, yeah. And, and and kids, if you're watching this, don't believe anything else. <laughs> skip skip that history lesson. Just watch Rocky Four. Rocky Four, yeah, one of the greatest. <laughs> Uh, right, right, right. Okay, okay, okay. Let's move on. We spent a long time talking about the COVID. All right, so Roy Chubby Brown. So he's a comedian going back now to the 70s and 80s. Uh, he's known for being controversial. He has made racist jokes or Oh, jokes that are non-PC, some are more hurtful than others and some are more hateful than others. But he was due to perform at a show in Sheffield. Sheffield City Council have now since come back and cancelled that show and a protest is going to take place. I'm not bothered so much about him and what he's saying. I don't want to really get into that. One of his jokes is, I do like one of his jokes, but it is, yeah, go on. Can you confirm that you'll be going to take interviews at this protest actually that would be a good shout actually we should go with a little uh, little camera and just start recording people's responses but the one of, one of his jokes is something to the effect of all these muslims that are coming over to our country one of these days it's going to go from uh, sorry they're taking over everything it's going to go from harry ramsden's to harry ramadan and it's that kind of humor that he comes out with and he comes out with something more which is a bit more vicious than that but nevertheless, about Muslims again, Muslims, people from abroad, foreigners, immigrants, uh, but he takes the piss out of a lot of different things. But my question is going to start with, should the arts be protected? Should we not be putting whatever we class as safe or however we're going to categorize things in today's day and age on things that have A, already taken place or B, on things, on things that are meant to be funny, humorous, artistic, anything of that background, should they be protected? Define artistic. Well, for example, for example, a comedian, right? A comedian comes on, he's taking the mic. He takes the mic out of different cultures, different people, different religions. Mm. One mm -hmm. of the questions I got asked on Discord is, have you ever seen the program Mind Your Language? No. So it's about all these foreigners that have come to England and they're in a class where they're learning England, English as a second language. And there's like a Muslim guy, an Indian guy, 
uh, and there's people from all of all, all over the world and a lot of the humor is taking the piss out of them and it's quite funny to be fair i remember watching it growing up and i thought it was it was quite funny mm. But we know there's no place for it in today's society. The BBC would never, ever consider recommissioning such a thing. Mm. So using that as an example, is there a place for that type of humour in today's day and age? Would you accept it? Would you tolerate it? The thing is, it's a really tricky one. Mm -hmm. It's a really tricky one because... I mean, I'll just give you an example. Like one of my favourite comedians makes jokes about indians west indians chinese people and you know if we're using that same yardstick he'd probably get cancelled as well yeah uh, i'm talking about um the canadian indian guy man what's his name russell russell arnold peters peters russell yeah russell, who's russell, russell, russell arnold the sri lankan cricket player oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah russell peters i should know that i haven't, I haven't even been to see him I've seen him. I've seen him live. Very, very good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's really tricky. It's really tricky because I, I think there's almost a double standard in comedy, whereby yeah. if it's an ethnic minority comedian, he gets away with making these kinds of jokes, but then if it's a white man making those same or similar types of jokes. It's perceived differently, mm -hmm. um, and I don't know. I don't know where I sit. Do you perceive I, it differently? If it wasn't Russell Peters saying it, and it was, I don't know. I think so. Yeah. The other Russell, Russell Howard. If it were Russell Howard saying it, would you take it the same way? It was and I love Brown. Russell Howard. Yeah, it or even Roy Chubby Brown. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, I'd probably feel a bit awkward. Why? To be honest. Um, I think it's the whole minority thing. Mm -hmm. You know how like minorities almost take the piss out of minorities? Yeah. And it's just like an it's like a done thing. It's like almost like a way of yeah. building bridges between communities, right? Yeah. You know, like there's there's banter between Pakistanis and Bangladeshis, for example, or whatever the case might be. Um, <laughs> for us it might be <laughs> <laughs> they may not perceive it that way no but I'll, I'll take your point effectively we're just kicking each other at the bottom do you know what I mean exactly it, yeah exactly and obviously the power dynamics are totally totally different, different right? yeah yeah so so obviously we live in a in a majority white country um, and yeah, people will say, oh, you know, it's not intended to cause harm or whatever, but it's a very slippery slope. Um, and I'm probably being hypocritical. And I recognise that there's probably an element of hypocrisy there. But I also recognise that, you know, the power structures in, in America and in England very much favour, um, you know, white, white people yeah. and... Um, you know, these kinds of things can feed into unconscious bias and, and all sorts. What would it make Ready? would it make the white comedian if he used the exact same joke as an ethnic minority, you may feel awkward, it may not be one that you want to hear from a white guy. But would that make him a racist? 
that's a term that's used a lot when a white comedian or somebody, a white celebrity makes a similar crack that we've already heard and we're familiar with. But as soon as he comes out with it, bam, racist. Would you agree yeah. or disagree with that statement? So <clears throat> I would probably say that they're both racist. <laughs> as in, as in, as in, as in, Russell Peters is racist, and so is Roy Chubby Brown, because I, for for me, and you know, ever since like the stuff that happened last year in America with George Floyd and Black yeah. Lives Matter and all of that, like for me, race is a binary thing. You're either actively anti-racist. So you try to avoid those types of jokes and those types of tropes or whatever, or you're racist and there's some kind of degree of racism in you. Are you saying, goodness gracious me, racist? Yeah. Uh, Citizen Khan. Citizen Khan, racist. I, I, I feel that's a good example because I feel a bit uncomfortable watching that. Not because of how I receive that, but how other people will perceive my community as a result of watching that. Those people who live in potentially, you know, like middle-class white enclaves in, you know, Kent or wherever they might be, watching Citizen Khan on the BBC on a Friday night thinking that's a spot-on image of Spark Hill, that is, or wherever he's supposed to be. Um, and I just think whilst there is an element of humour in there, I, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a huge, not a huge fan. Chris Khan. Again, if we're being binary, no, but I don't think you're going to get an ethnic minority that's going to agree with this statement. Why? Like, I mean, Mooks's mate Reese is probably going to be going, Brr, yeah, <laughs> you know, I've been thinking this all my life, but no, the no, reality is, is no, 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 because it, in likelihood he will be saying the opposite. He will be saying that neither of them are. No, but well, maybe, maybe, maybe not. I should have used his name, obviously. I've just taken the piss. But I think if we go particularly one step back to what we said first, when the minorities do it, it's not racist because of the power right. dynamic. We mm. cannot do anything with that. It is just a piss take because we can't keep anybody down. We can't use it against somebody. It doesn't impact their lives outside of that jokey circle. Mm. When the white guy does it, it impacts because the power dynamic is, is that the white people are taking the piss with us on the outside. Now you're taking the piss with us on the fucking inside. Like, that yeah. makes it racist. Yeah. Right? They should be uplifting our community, not continuously, you know, degrading us and putting us down. When we do it... Yeah, but the, but the difference between... So the difference between coming back to the programs that you've actually named, yeah. the difference between Citizen Khan and Guz Khan's show, uh, Man Like Mubeen, is Man Like Bambin feels like it's made for our community and for minorities. And, yeah. you know, if if other communities enjoy it as well, great. If they don't, it's it, you know, it serves us. Whereas Citizen Khan, I think, is supposed to be a comedic portrayal of our community. Mm-hmm. And it's less catered towards our community. Like, if you stick it on downstairs, both my mum and my dad will be telling me to take it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I... they think, like, what the hell is that crap? Um, okay. But you still I... think it's racist. And, 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 that, and, yeah. that's, and that's where I disagree with you on that. I'm not sure that we can be racist in those situations, regardless of what's said. 
I think yeah, I, 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 I think I agree with you on the point that you make about the power dynamic in that obviously there are power structures in place in this country and you know a lot of kind of access to whatever it might be a lot you know in terms of you know the better jobs or whatever not that i want to make this about that but, yeah of course you know, opportunities a lot of the gatekeepers for opportunities are white people yep and you know that that's why like when a white person does something it is different than when a black or brown person what about when a minority comedian is taking the mic out of a white guy is that acceptable it's a it it, it's a really really hot because i think i think effectively you're killing the the whole comedic industry right then what what they're going to take the piss out of anymore like you can only take the piss out of real life and the issues that are experienced by yeah, individuals. Yeah, but why? What, but what? But why would race come into it? Because there's so many differences that we can make fun out of. Those yeah, but you could take the you could take the piss out of the cultural differences or whatever it might be. That's not necessarily race related, though, is it? But if 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 a white guy made those jokes about our culture, would you accept it? For example, if they were taking the mick out of something cultural towards us. Our attire, our women's attire. Mm. That's got to be racist. Letterboxes. Yeah, call them letterboxes, etc. Right? If they were to say, now, Boris Bojo said it, racist. If Russell Peter said it, is he a racist? Is he a racist? You didn't give me the response. Was that the queen? Um, Allah Akbar. <laughs> they go all I didn't want to scare <laughs> them. <laughs> They got all of our metaphors. They're like, oh yeah, shit, Al Qaeda is taking over the waiting podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Debbie's not gonna. This is the point where she's just gonna go Bloop, and not yeah. listen to any more. Let's subscribe. Yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> but let's rewind. Bojo, racist. Bojo it's said he's a racist. Yeah, is if if a Pakistani <laughs> MP had said it, would he be a racist? It's less about race then, though, isn't it? Now, I'm going to take you back now to our original conversation, which is, a, well, for me, it's about protecting the arts. If we're just going to keep putting a stamp on it, because whatever is said will offend somebody. You mm. will always find, uh, you take the piss out of vegans, right? You take the piss out of somebody's diet now, it's considered offensive. Here we go. Right, right the, ve- the vegan cancellation police are here. No, no, no. I mean, you know, I'm very much... <laughs> I'm very much in favour of, of, of several of, of things related to, to veganism. But but my so point is, is, if you say something about them, you, right, okay, so we're going to take diet out of the equation. Can we use gender? Well, definitely not in today's fucking day and age, right? What what can we use? Sexuality? Oh, no, that one's gone. What? what you Tell me what you could... If you was a comedic writer, what would you even take the piss out of anymore? If everything ends with the word ist... Um, I mean, it, you make a very compelling argument about, you know, why there shouldn't be an element of censorship with comedy, but it's a very fine line to draw, isn't it? It's like, 
your your favorite comedian a few years ago. What was his name? Russell Dapper Brand. Laughs or whatever his name is, whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, Dapper. I think he's a Dapper Laughs. Yeah, I don't know what he changed his name to. Where he's disappeared to. Yeah, but he got called. He got cancelled for making. Was it jokes about rape or something? Yeah, he made a something joke like, about rape. Out, yeah, yeah, he made an absolutely outrageous joke. So, like, where do you draw the line? Like, I get completely your point about, you know, there needing to be some kind of flexibility in the rules around, you know, what classifies as racist or sexist or, you know, whatever else that might a comedian might want to make jokes about. But equally, how far are we going to let it go? But I think um, if the humour's not for you, it, or, it, and, and that was the consensus... No, no, change no, no. the channel. Don't, if, don't go see Chubby Brown. No, 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 no. I'm not of that opinion. I'm just saying, if if it's not for you, don't if that's the ticket. consensus, right, across the nation, yeah. he will yeah. effectively be cancelled by the lack of ticket sales. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, clearly, yeah. people still can recognise that, look, this is just a joke. Clearly, he's yeah. not advocating for fucking rape or whatever else it is, etc. Yeah. And what about films? Then do we now going to say, right, well, films ain't got a minute. You've got a thing here where there's rape involved. No. Do you know what I mean? Where are you going to draw that line? Mm. And that's why I just think that arts should be separate. Now, and most people know that what's done in the comedy hall remains in a comedy hall, right? How you behave at a football match isn't necessarily how you go out into the streets and behave. Okay, carry on. Right. My point being is, is that you know what it is. You know it's a joke. You know you're taking the piss, etc. If they're advocating for these things... No, but it has a wider things, social impact, though, doesn't it? It does, it does. And over time, that's changing. Like if you, if you, yeah, but if, for example, if you... Dapper Laughs guy, if he was going around making jokes about rape and, you know, there was... He, he had somewhat of a following. Yeah. Then that almost condones those types of jokes. And people might make them outside of that context. At the workplace, for example. And then what are you going to do? Then are you going to say, oh, people have got to be able to, you know, it's only banter. People, you know, wh why are you so sensitive in the workplace? No, but, but that's what I'm saying. So there is a difference. There's a distinguishment between our environments. We're there to be entertained. Russell Howard, at one of his shows, he made a comment. He was, he was joking about cancer and about a kid who had cancer and he was going to die, etc., and there was no uproar about it. But if there was an uproar about I it, it should be cancel I, him. I would, yeah, I'm setting up a petition right now. You know what I mean? That guy's fucking brilliant as well. So I'm yeah. getting watched. Yeah, I'm a getting fan. Watched. I've seen him live. Because you've got to take into consideration, you know, what it is. And if it, maybe, maybe there's a, maybe there's some merit in what you're saying. I agree with that. How much can you go on about it? Could you be, just be banging on about rape, 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 jump, 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 No, but jump. It's, it's just, it's a very fine line, right? I agree, yeah, yeah, that, that um, much and, for certain, yeah. And, and you've got to also kind of take into account the pervading kind of social context in which these jokes are being made. So, for example, this geezer that we're talking about, Chubby Brown, or whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah, right, Chubby Brown. <laughs> he, his comedy might have been popular in the 80s and 90s or whenever it is. I think he's in his 70s. Early, yeah. yeah, it was even earlier than Yeah, yeah. And, and society was a very different place at that time. Yeah, but he's selling tickets. No. He's selling tickets. So there's clearly somebody that's still enjoying him. But Guaranteed, if we took a straw poll of the people that go to see Chubby Brown, every single one of those fuckers voted Brexit. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. And voted Bojo. 
or UKIP. Or UKIP, yeah. <laughs> or subscribe to Tommy Robinson's channel. Or, or, or reform <laughs> UK or whatever. <laughs> Nigel Farage's party. But just straight yes or no. Protect the arts or not. Today, if you had to say today, that's a, that's a very black and white question. Again, when we've just been talking no, about but, but all today, the grey area. If today the decision was <laughs> to protect the arts, the area, eh? if today the decision was to either protect the arts or not, because we've got to set a standard yeah, somewhere, right? Cost, right? We've not been talking about the cost. We've just been talking about, you know, the the impacts of so so protect the arts. So shut down all the museums, all the art galleries. All comedy, you shut it down. All, you know, what, what, where are we drawing the line? What do you mean protect the arts and not protect the arts? Protect the arts from what some might call as snowflakes. Wokeism. <laughs> this is the real, this is the true way to come in yeah, out of here. Yeah. Do you know the what I mean? Protect, protect it from, and I, to be fair, I don't know the answer as to how far it should be protected and all the rest of it. What I just don't want to see is a situation where even our even our comedy is already cancelled just as we've got one show on TV. <laughs> it's like cancel Guzzi because he's racist. It's like, all right, cheers. But with that said, with that said, I'll play some music. With that said, last thing. Are you in favour or not in favour of pulling down statues? Here we go. Here we fucking go. This is right in my wheelhouse. <laughs> I'm all for tearing them all down. Okay. Would you tear down Gandhi's? Yes. Why? Because he's a racist. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. He was a racist, but are you going to negate the good things that he's done? Yeah, but are we now me, in a position? I, I, I'm of the I'm of the school of thought where those statues should be put in a museum. People should be taught about not only the good stuff, because Gandhi's one of those figures that he gets put on this pedestal, and almost like he's he, you know, there's an element of hero worship of Gandhi mm -hmm. in that you know we're all taught oh he was this saintly guy, yet. You know, obviously there was a journey which took him to get to the place that he got to in the end. Um, so people should learn about that. People should learn about Churchill. Again, I don't think necessarily that, you know, we should have a statue of him out and about, you know, in Parliament Square or whatever. Because at the end of the day, he's a controversial character in our past. Who would you he... have? Who would you have? See, because you, you're advocating for... Like one of those Bible parables, right? Where he could cast the first stone kind of scenario. Everybody's going to have something about them. Mm. Well, at least 99%, right? Mm. And if they went on to do something fantastic, but they had been involved in some form of controversy, whether it be earlier on or later on, are we going to negate all the good that they did? So tell me, who would you have up? Because now we're statueless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm happy to be statueless. Because these people, like, the thing is, 
And why do you need it to be in a museum? Can't you learn about them out there in the parks, etc.? We've got better access that we don't have to travel all the way down to London or anything daft like that. You can see the person... Where's your local statue of Gandhi then? <laughs> no, we, we particularly don't have one of, of, uh, of Gandhi. I'm just trying to think, have we got uh, one of anybody? I can't, I can't even tell you that, actually. In truth, I can't think of where our we have a statue around our area. Are you Sheffield what we got in city centre? Uh, we have got, I think there's a statue of a duke or an earl or something in, is it Fitzalan Square? There's a statue in Fitzalan Square, or there used to be. I know that. Apparently um, there's an Ebenezer Elliot statue. Where's that? Uh, monuments and statue. And he's an English poet. Known as the Corn Law Rhymer. I'm sure that's a pub. King Edward the Seventh. Yeah. In Fitzalan Square. There you go. So you'd have him up. I'd keep him there. Henry Tudor, would you have him up? Are we talking monarchs? Do you see what? Do you see my which point? Henry Tudor. Uh, the seventh. Not the eighth. Too much bronze for the eighth. <laughs> yeah, probably the old cobbler. I mean, you'd have to bang in his missus. People will think you put a muslim up. <laughs> what, with his six wives? With his six wives around him, they'll be fucking all the put muslims up there. No, you'd have to It's Henry the fucking eight. <laughs> yeah, this fat bearded guy. Yeah. Smoothing with headscarves on around him. Clearly the thickest. <laughs> they would absolutely shit their pants. They'd have fucking all the muslims are taking over. <laughs> It'll be Muslimic Sharia law next. And if we were to take a poll of them, they guarantee would be Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think, I mean, what's the purpose of a statue? What's to commemorate their achievements? Strictly speaking, from a Muslimic perspective, we shouldn't be advocating any statues, should we? No, but we live in a different country. So we should be saying, take them down. Take them down. Because you, you've, you've got... Melt, what? melt them down. We, we, melt them down. Melt them down, yeah. We've even got the ones at the football stadiums. Yeah, There was the recent ones with uh, Vincent Company had come up and uh, I think Silver at Man City. Fulham yeah. have famously got the Michael Jackson statue. Although I think <laughs> since they've taken it down. <laughs> and, and even going on to that, would you stop listening to Michael Jackson? Are you gonna, you know, people stop listening to Kanye West because of his MAGA shit? Or do people, are, are you gonna stop listening to Michael Jackson? Who says that I listen to Michael Jackson already? Well, shit, everybody listens to the world's greatest. <laughs> Mic drop. Mic drop. <laughs> right? Elvis Presley. I mean, he wasn't he getting off with a girl that was under the age of 16? You're, you're gonna have to pull out some hip hop names to try and get me under fire, me old cobbler. <laughs> Some hip hop news to get you get you get your juices flowing. All right, uh, what about the baby? You've been listening to him recently. <laughs> I can confirm that I don't think I've ever listened to a the baby song, <laughs> unless I unintentionally listen to it on the radio or in the store, or out and about somewhere. And, and people like Eminem, they've used the f word. Shall I say? Eminem also used the n word. And he came under a lot of scrutiny for that. Uh, did he use it once? 
Yeah, like back when he was a complete unknown. Yeah. Um, he also, um, I mean, the classic one for you to use is Tupac. Mm-hmm. He was accused of rape. Um, went to prison for it as well. Um, so, I, I mean, I get what you're saying, but there's a difference between listening to somebody's music and <laughs> having a public and having a publicly paid for statue to commemorate the achievements of somebody without actually outlining their flaws as well. I mean, you're going to be hard-pressed for a statue to have, you know, scriptures <clears throat> written underneath it. But if but a statue goes up... If a, if a, if a statue goes guy. up of, of Thatcher, for example, right, she would get wow. nothing out of it other than With us knowing about... I thought you were a Jezza man. No, no. Um, but there the, the was one, weren't they, of, of Thatcher that they were looking at pulling down. Yeah. And uh, But Tupac would benefit from your download, from your stream, from your sale. Or his family, or whoever's in control of his estate now. Do you know what I mean? There's a direct benefit in those instances. So are we now suggesting that if there's a direct benefit, then it's a no? And is it only people that you can perceive to be acceptable regardless of their past traits? Leave them. Let them be. No. Because there's only one you could have, isn't there? You'd have to get rid of Churchill, Thatcher, all of them. And you just literally, there'd be one statue in fucking uh, Leicester Square, Parliament Square of Jeremy, Square. Jeremy Corbyn. Nah, mate, it'd be Mandela. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Wow. It's gonna be GC. Gonna be. Wishy, look at you, hero worshipping the white man right there. He's Muslim. <laughs> He's Jeremiah. <laughs> Jeremiah Corbyn. <laughs> Um, part uh, what do you call I, those those travellers with their hats the beards they li- they don't live in cities they have names like Jeremiah are you in about Mormon or something kind of like Mormons but they're not Mormons if you ever watch the film The Village Jehovah's Witnesses Mormons shit <laughs> <laughs> it'll come back to me it'll come back to me I'll probably I'm sure, I'm sure Amish more... Amish that's okay, it yeah. when you said I'm sure I felt um Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I for what it's worth, I think I mean I've got quite a hard line view in terms of I I'm not a big fan of statues in general. Like what yeah. what purpose do they serve? But if we have to have statues, I think the ones that of controversial figures should be, you know, put in museums where there is a bit more context provided about them and why we do commemorate them but also why there is a bit of controversy surrounding them how much controversy yeah. well like i said the, the the two people that we've spoken about gandhi and churchill both achieved great things in their lifetime i'm not sure what gandhi achieved to be honest um but he was you know he's put on a pedestal as one of the kind of yeah. I mean, he's the chief kind of proponents of an independent India. Yeah, peaceful. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he also slept yeah. with his niece. Did you know that? Naked. To test himself. He spent the night with her naked. I think, obviously, she had to be naked. And it was to test we, his, if- his virtueness or some, some shit like that. If we, if we had a soundboard right now, 
crickets would be playing. <laughs> no, <laughs> pew, 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 pew. <laughs> no, no. If she was over eighteen, you know. <laughs> Yeah, but, but I'm just saying, all right, I mean, if you take that out, like when we talk about music, when we talk about anything, any form of entertainment, anything where we are, where somebody is being shown, displayed their talents, whether it be their films or music or I like think say, the thing is, their history, the, the, where are you drawing the line? That's all I want to know. Yeah, well... Do you still listen to Dupac? A little bit. Still listen yeah. to Eminem? Yeah. You don't consider him to be racist? I mean, probably both racist. And I what mean, about when cancel culture comes for them? But, hey? Because somebody will always start some shit and a lot of people will jump on the bandwagon. More recently, there was this thing about uh, police wearing... Uh, it was going to be a topic, but it was about police wearing gender-neutral uniforms okay. in Hertfordshire. And when they actually see the picture, you, you can't even tell anything, right? It's just the, the weirdest thing. People have just heard gender neutral and that's it, right? We're getting straight on the bandwagon. We don't give a fuck what the actual details are. Somebody said something about... Yeah, but that's not cancel culture, though. No, but it's the fact that they've that's brought the controversy. That, that, that's people, that's yeah, people yeah, yeah, yeah. fighting yeah. against, quote-unquote, snowflakes. Yeah. But it's still controversy, right? Controversy is still being yeah. stirred up. As that's yeah. what I'm trying to understand. How much controversy do we say, well, hang on a minute, pull their records, pull their X, Y, and Z... You know, what's, what's his name from House of Cards that got into yeah, trouble for but, abusing kids and then they yeah, kicked him off of the programme? I, I know exactly who you mean, but I can't remember his name. Uh, really famous. Is yeah. it, I think it's first name. Kevin. Kevin Bacon, is it? No, not Kevin Bacon. It, it's... Uh, Kevin Bacon's the guy from the EE adverts. Oh, yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> Let me put House of Cards... Um, Kevin Spacey. Yeah. So you, you think he shouldn't be cancelled? No, what I'm saying is is that the, he, he's, he's a, a celebrity which is going to continue to make money out of his work. Right? Yeah. And he's, and he's a confirmed sexual predator, whatever the issue is going to go on with him. But if that's the case and that's the route he goes, I don't know if has he been sentenced? Has anything happened on the back end? I don't I think. think I think so. Okay. Well, let's say it has. Let's say he has. Then in which case, his work should also be cancelled. Mm. But it's one or the other, right? It can't be a case of, yeah, but, mm, well, we're going to let him go because he's Kevin Spacey and he did some good films that we all like. But Thatcher. I can confirm that I've not watched any Kevin Spacey things until the allegations came to light. Um. What I will say is, I think the reason why there's so much controversy about the statues and pulling them down is because historically, the position regarding the people, for example, you know, the the images from last summer were about the slaver who got pulled down and put into the river. Yeah. And it was purely because people, unless they actively sought out his history and found out how he made his money were completely unaware about the guy's past or ignorant of it. Um, so there's no balance in terms of teaching about, you know, the bad things that these people who might have achieved great things for this country and might have, you know, uh, that guy apparently ploughed his money into the arts and, 
you know, into yeah. I, I can't like local schools or whatever. And obviously, like that maybe benefited the local communities or what have you. But there needs to be that context given. Well, and, you know, they went after Alexander Hamilton, didn't they? They went after the Hamilton the Hamilton show. No, because apparently know. Hamilton had slaves, and so they mm. went after what's his name, Man Manuel Miranda. Yeah, Hun- uh, I'm yeah, shit yeah. with names. I'm so bad with names. Lin 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 Manuel Miranda Miranda. Yeah. Well, anyway, fuck it. Whatever his name is. They went after him when his show made it to Disney. I think he bought was bought for like $50 million or some shit. He went to Disney and then everybody, there was this movement against him. Very good show, by the way. I, fucking amazing. Best, best show of all time. But if that's the case and he's a slave owner, are you going to pan it off? Will you no longer no, but, take a few no, dates but... to the Hamilton show? <laughs> uh, Your go-to for wooing the fairer sex. Why are you giving away my tricks? <laughs> Let's not talk about the curse of the lion. King. It didn't be all it just. Uh, <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Um, it's it's just that balance needs to be provided. Yeah. People need to be able to learn more about these people. Um, that's what I think. Um, so, for example, coming back to the classic example, Churchill. If we're not gonna, if we're not gonna take down a statue, if the statue is gonna stay up, and we're taught about World War Two and what Churchill did, and you know how he heroically led England to victory or whatever Britain or whatever terminology people want to use, mm. then we should also learn about you know the Bengal famine, and we should also learn about the other things and some of the controversial things he said about Muslims and stuff like that, because people need to know about these things. And whilst you know times are different back then. And there is a historical context that pe- need to be given to those actions. It just gives the fully rounded picture of these individuals. And they're not, you know, effectively history gets whitewashed. Yeah. Pardon the, pardon the pun or the phrase. Yeah. Um, it gets whitewashed and, you know, all the kind of negative things get taken out. Yeah. And all we ever hear about are these, you know, really great things that these people have done. When in fact, they were flawed and we're all flawed. Like yeah. you just put it out. Um, but we should be able to, you know, we people, sh- kids should be taught about these things. We shouldn't just be taught about, you know, the Wars of the Roses and then us beating Germany in World War One and us beating Germany in World War Two and not really kind of understanding Britain's empire and the effect that the empire had on the world. Yeah, it's uh, a very good point. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just things like that get taken out and we like i grew up thinking that britain was the you know was one of the kind of leading lights for freedom in the world and liberty and all yeah. of that and you know to an extent that's true but i didn't know anything about the past of you know britain and i i used to see i used to see i was very very like very i had a very like colonized mindset of Britain almost dragging, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. bringing civilization to the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if you have that same impression, but that's how I. That's, that's exactly how we were taught it. Exactly yeah, how we were taught it. it. Exactly. I, I wish there was two things that they taught us back at school: East India Company. Yeah. 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 And Britain's involvement, Britain's role in the slave trade. Yeah. It's just that's part is just non-existent we know america's involved 
right? Yeah. And obviously, you know. And, and even then, it's vaguely. It's vaguely. We don't learn about it in depth. I don't know if you did, but I never did. The well, slave trade, I never, well, I never what, learned. What, what, what I remember, what I can recall, is that they were it's taken. Like, that they were taken across yeah. on these slave ships. Yeah. But they never say anything about how they were taken and all the rest of yeah. it. I don't know if they were taken like what Kanye West was saying, you know. <laughs> on a very friendly basis or whether or not it was as violent as, as you know, I've gone on to learn about. But even in that, I think it's Dave sings about it. You know, they've got the Gold yeah. Coast and whatever else, etc. And then you've got this nasty part of Africa, which they've labelled the Slave Coast. And, you know, based on what they were trading at that point. But none of this is existing in our education. And yeah. this is so important. And then maybe other people, other cultures will have an understanding as to why people are angry about it. Yeah. Right. They can't just keep saying the same shit. Oh, yeah, but it happened so long ago. Get over it. You know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Anyways. And the thing is, it the, the frustrating part of it is it's not even that fucking long ago. Oh, yeah, very true, yeah. 150 years ago or whatever it was yeah. when, you know, America, you know, Abraham freed the, freed the slaves or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, that's not that long ago. That's yeah. two lifetimes ago. Yeah. That's not long at all. Like... And then you look at some of the other kind of civil rights laws in America, I don't, and I don't want to make this into an America bashing session. Shout out, Debbie. <laughs> uh, but, like, some of the, like, they, it wasn't until the 50s and 60s where, you know, there was real progress starting to be made. And even now people still argue that there are steps that need to be taken over there. And, it, you know, these things, whilst we may have brushed over them or got rid of them sooner yeah you know they still affect society to this day even in this country and people just need to understand that a bit more um, if, if we got rid of it sooner are we not then in effect a beacon of hope are we not leading the way and showing <laughs> the rest of the western world how it needs to be done I, I remember reading something and i don't really want to misquote it but what I will say is that there was a time when we got rid of it here, I think. You, it, you mean slavery? Yeah, slavery yeah. is what I mean. But we had overseas territories in the Caribbean where slave trade was still, like, slavery was still going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, I recall reading something like that, yeah. Yeah. So, so, they so, stopped so it from for... coming onto our coast at Liverpool yeah. and wherever else, etc., yeah, yeah. And it still continued off offshore. Yeah. Yeah. So, so much for, you know, being the beacon of freedom and leading well, what light. About, what about the shit about our taxes finished in like 2010 paying off the slave owners? We paid reparations to fucking slave owners. In our lifetimes, Bush. <laughs> our taxes. We fucking did. That's it. We. Yeah. We fucking did that. You're welcome. Yeah, that's if Jeremy Corbyn came in, he'd be paying reparations. No. And I'd be there asking for my reparations. If JC well. was in, he'd no, be No, I, mean, I, I mean, reparations to those that were enslaved, not those yeah. that well, are... Well, I mean, you know, they're probably not around to, to make a claim anymore. Yeah, send it to those people, Bush. Come on, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be like, you know, fill out this form or whatnot. Sorry, mate, they're not here anymore. Can't <laughs> uh... get this picture. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll leave it at that. Anyways, 
Thanks for the chat, your cobbler. Where can people find more information about you? Well, before we sign off, Mule Cobbler, mm. um, this is going to get uploaded onto YouTube. And if you want to keep the chat going, or if you will have any questions, or if you have any views on anything that we've said, by all means, feel free to comment in the comment section. And do like, share, and subscribe. Always like, share, and subscribe. Yeah. We are. We would be very grateful. And if you want to be an extra, you know, if you, if you want to go the extra mile... Get to our Patreon. Link in the description below. Support us on Patreon, yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's very... Go on. Go on, no, no, you go. And then I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell the people where they can find me after what you... What I was going to say is, is that this kind of quality content doesn't just happen. Exactly. It takes a lot of meticulous planning and preparation. And it's, it's about a fiver on our Patreon. A couple, it's, You're missing out on one Imran's, basically, your type fuckers. <laughs> it's less than one hour's wage yeah. and less than two coffees at Costa or, or Starbucks other coffee establishments are available right over to you Mish. I'm, I'm a Cafe Nero man myself uh, but yes other establishments are available Mush pulled a face so uh, clearly he doesn't like Cafe Nero um, uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter that marathon man I if you go on my Twitter, you probably see me tweeting about pro wrestling, but you know, ignore that. <laughs> I support uh, local shops, not the franchises. You can follow me at Yorkshire Gambit and all the usual links that will be dotted around somewhere. Take care, guys. Take care, Mosh. I'll catch you next week. Au revoir. Au revoir.